0: You know, if I may... Present an ulterior motive when it comes to parknarks. AJ McCall out, VFX, just AJ today, McCall out. So normally, right, okay, so we want to clean up the valley, you want a chance to win prizes, maybe a little bit selfish. Those are all true for parknarks, right? You see terrible parking, you submit it to Utah's VFX. However, it is worth noting that last week when we had the truck battle, there was a wife who sent us a message and said, I am terrified that my husband is going to end up being in parknarks," especially after seeing two trucks go head-to-head. To which the response is obviously, well, there's one solution to that. You take the picture, you submit it, then you get to call them out. Burns a little less, right? Coming from someone you love. And if you win the prize, then it stings even more or less. So it's not just seeing terrible parking, which, by the way, you should submit. It's an opportunity to maybe teach some friends, family a lesson, soften the blow while getting rewarded for still doing something good. Just saying. Nominee number one this week, Yay Bikes, a truck with a bunch of bikes in the back, Parked at 45-degree angles, like not even close to trying and avoiding taking up two parking spots. Though, not to say this is the way you're voted. If it annoys you, it annoys you. Vote for it. I've heard that that parking lot specifically may deserve a little bit of leeway. Nominee number two, front of a store. It is a big red van that has decided to park in the stripy rectangle, not learning any of the lessons from the past year and a half of Park Narc nominees. we had a ton of those. And just in the way of everything. It's not bleeding over into the spot of the special needs spot, but it has taken up all, all of the stripy rectangle. And again, it is worth noting that if it made it, it means our nominees check to make sure, yeah, no, they don't have a pass. They ain't supposed to be there. Not a parking spot anyway. Vote for which one annoys you the most. Pen to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. So recently, we've been talking a lot about uh, the English language. And my vocabulary has come up. And so, you know what? There's a fun way to go about it, right? You can get bent out of shape or you can have some fun with it. And I've got a challenge for you. A challenge! During the days of the Olympic Games, I have a challenge for you. AJ McCall on VFX. Just AJ this morning, which allows me to just, let's let's level with each other. So we talk about the English language a lot recently on the AJ McCall Show. We've done the grossest words. We've done words that sound pretentious and words that sound intelligent. And really, the conclusion that we've come to is that, uh, well, excuse me, the conclusion that others around me have come to is that I use a lot of big words, and generally, apparently that is seen as an insecurity uh, or a need to just sound intelligent, which, whatever, Think whatever you want. But here's the thing. One thing I do not want to happen, which was brought up to my attention yesterday because we did the game, uh, uh, What's your? what was your most recent senility? What was your most recent senility moment? Because I made a peanut butter sandwich. I took the lid off, set it aside, made a peanut butter sandwich. It takes what? Three minutes max. And then for 10 minutes, could not find the lid that I just set up on top of the fridge where I set everything when I'm standing there. But it was brought to my attention, okay, maybe that word is not something that people know. And so... It would seem that the easiest way to go about this is a challenge if, 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 if I or more call can be both of us, but I'm going to guess me, use a word or a phrase that's incorrect because I've been corrected before and I have whiffed big time and snake and that person because I have not come close on phrases that I uh, have used because honestly, I've gotten really bad about this. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know if my brain just falls asleep at the wheel halfway through because they become such automatic responses, but I start mixing up cliches. So, like the saying is cool, uh, was it cool as a cucumber? I was uh, at home for Christmas and one of the family cats was hanging out with my dad and was just content as could be. And for some reason I said, man, he's content as a cucumber. And nobody said anything, which I appreciated. I kind of registered and then I was like, that's not what it was. And then my sister in law goes, are Cucumbers content? What, what happened? Did we short out? And my brain, I think my brain just quits halfway through. And then it's like, you got this, man. And then my mouth's like, no, we don't. And blah, 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 blah. So if, if a word is used, nobody understands. If a phrase is used, nobody understands. Or incorrectly. Because, look, I can't really sit here and be like, I like using this vocabulary. If I use it incorrectly, I'm an idiot. Or, obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And I would love to learn. You text in. Whatever the word is, whatever you want to correct, whatever you want to say, 68255, the number of text. start your text with VFX, and you will get credit for doing so. Because the last thing I want to do, look, we'll make you laugh, we'll entertain, make you think, all that. Nobody wants to confuse anybody. That is not what we're going for. So if you catch me, I'm going to say specifically probably me like 99% of the time using something nobody understands or incorrectly. Text us, 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX, and I will put on the dunce cap and give you credit for catching me. I guess you could say, right, I should have known better, but I just didn't think about it. It's it's one of those things like vernacular is vernacular. Sorry. The way you say things is the way you say things, right? But I would say scams I would like to think have become a little bit more noticeable. There's more red lights that stand out with them, right? Like everybody has a I should have known better story. Hopefully not too bad. If not, some lessons learned that hopefully you don't have to learn the hard way. There's one word for what almost scammed me. Infomercials. Oh man. AJ and McCall Odd VFX. We'll get to this in just a second, but we got a call here. Let's let Mia go first cuz I think it's right along the same line. Mia, what what was your what I should have known better?
1: I should have known better. I ordered the K2 uh diet pills. And I was on my tablet, and the kind of com- the ad come up. So I ordered the pills, and they scammed me for three hundred and ninety-four dollars. Oh. Never got my money so- back. They never sent it to my card. Never got the pills. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: there it is. What uh, a terrible yeah. situation. Yeah, that sucks. People and suck. I I empathize. Not it didn't. It didn't happen to me, but I empathize. Like in college, having a credit card. Up in the middle of the night for no reason, all of a sudden, Billy Zane here, and just, what is it? It was the chop, the slap chop, and the the miracle towel, whatever the squeegee was, and the The sticky Yeah, the sham wow. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. Uh. Not me, my uh, uh, my very good friends who lived in a house together. They had two. They had ShamWow's. What? They were pretty awesome, I got to be honest. Don't they tell they might have lived I've up to the hype. One. They were pretty awesome, I'm going to be honest. I'm <laughs> re- not lying. I
1: remember growing up, I told my mom, the one thing I was really looking forward to growing up was being able to buy things off of the off uh, of the TV. It's yeah, it's tempting. I got to be real with you though. Never will I purchase something off of the TV. I'm sorry. It's smart. I will purchase this off of my phone, but not off of the TV. I will never call in and be like, oh, I'd really like the book. Just, no.
0: Absolutely n- they not. They know what gets me. They're, you're in the middle of the night. I feel like you're already pretty suggestible. They show you these cool miracle products that could do whatever. And they're like, normally it's four payments to $25.95. But now, but now it's three. And I'm like, I don't want to be losing money on this deal. Stupid. And then I found out they have an As Seen on TV section in stores. And I was like, ugh. That's stupid. And I was mm, it's this close. But then the kind of the the shine kind of went away after that. Because you couldn't suck me in on the TV, then you weren't going to get me at all. Yep. What's your, I should have known better. We've got uh, Jackie on the phone. Jackie, what was yours? So I really, really should have known better because I'm an ag teacher. Um, So I decided I was going to get my students some class pets. And I reached out to a lady who was selling guinea pigs. And so she was messaging me back and forth, telling me how much they were. And later I tell her what they're for. And she's like, you can have as many as you want. Like, I'll donate them. I didn't realize they were for class. So I was like, how sweet, how awesome.
1: So I go to pick them up and I tell her, like, I only need females. And so Mm. she
0: separates them for me. A couple days later, I get my guinea pigs to school to find out that I have one male and one female. And then a couple days later, come to find out that my female actually has a whole bunch of babies. Oh. And so I reach out to her to tell her, and she has blocked me. I cannot contact her at all. So I really should have known better. And so now I have, like, five guinea pigs. Oh, my gosh. Pets, and, uh, yeah, I truly should have known better, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is this, pass the guinea pig? I don't understand what the premise of this scam is. Every yeah. other one, it's like to get money. She's so like, I'll give them for free. Like, I just don't want no them gig-backs. anymore. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh
1: no, it's pregnant. Have it.
0: Uh, I don't want it. Uh, I don't want it. Uh, no, no givesy backsies. What? <laughs> okay. Should should she have known? I mean, I, I yes. mean, like the too good to no, be true. You, it's no, you should have known better. That you were just gonna get a bajillion guinea pigs. That the what's the what's the should have known better? Fill was, in for me.
1: Most of the time, it's like, oh yeah, we'll do this. Oh, it's totally totally. A, it's, they're both ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they want, The teapot shrug. They won't. They're not pregnant. Uh, that's nature. The, that's na- nature. She's an ag teacher. That's where the problem in lies. <laughs> Lady, you should have known this.
0: Normally, both McCall and I get to crack jokes, and then I got to try and figure out which stories from Florida right and which ones not. And now with um, McCall, AJ McCall at VFX, just AJ today, Well, I guess uh, I get to crack jokes and nobody gets to guess. You can decide for yourself which stories from Florida, which one's not. And please tell me that, uh, well, one of these isn't relatable and one of these sounds completely fake. And it's not going to be one you think because we're just talking about, right, what I should have known better. And once upon a time, infomercials almost took your boy down financially. Getting a credit card and just be like, ah, it's going to make my life so much easier. That close. So for one man who got pulled during traffic stop, he thought he'd go with that. He saw it on TV problem is the thing he saw on tv was magic mushroom said he saw it on a show on netflix and wanted to try him for himself which doesn't explain one he never explained what show was two did it go through the whole process the show explained him like here's what you do here's a good price for him don't get scammed see right so that super relatable the second one we're told all the time hey if you confess the charges are going to be a lot less severe right parents always tell don't lie they're gonna be a lot less severe but it was it was always a lie right it was bogus but a man stole a piece of artwork from a local business over this weekend. The cops tracked him down, and he said he felt bad. He returned the art, and he did, and the business decided not to press charges. That is the most, like, ridiculous one. That's the most fake one, right? Because that was never going to happen. As hard as it is be to believe that someone had illegal drugs, like, that would be the crazy story. The one to me is the fact that someone said, no, I'm apologized for the crime I committed. I'm going to take this back. And then the cops and the business involved were like, you know what? Look, you were honest. Yeah, that's fine. A.J. at VFX, Florida, not just A.J. Like, that's 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 the fantastical one. That is the dumbest one. But we'll get into it. Starting with story number one, cops pulled over a, a man, and the traffic stops. So they walked up to his vehicle, st- st- smelled burning what smelled like marijuana. When asked about a guy tried to say it was vape. Upon a further search, turned out to be Magic Mushrooms, which he said, oh, yeah, I saw the psychedelics on a show on Netflix, and I just... Really wanted to try them. No word what the show was. No word if he had tried them. And again, I'm super curious. Like, did they go? Th- Don't, obviously, buy or consume drugs. But, like, did they go through the whole thing? we like, all right, so here's a good price. Don't get hoes. Here's a good place to look in your town or whatever. Good place to go. Story number two. Uh, police were called to a place of business that had some local art when all of a sudden well, somebody realized one had totally disappeared. They went to check the receipts, nobody had paid for it. so they went and looked at the security cam they were able to quickly identify the guy who was then questioned. upon questioning the victor the uh, excuse me, the th- thief told the police he felt bad, apologized for it, agreed to bring it back and they returned it to its rightful owner. Since it was returned, there was no damage to it. the business said, yeah all right, he's good to go. You're honest with us, right? His punishment is going to be way less severe. Like, that doesn't happen. He still he, he committed theft. What lesson did he learn other than he's really bad at it? I think that's kind of bogus. The so question is, which one's from Florida and which one's not? Because as mind-blowing, as mind-blowing as it is to me, story number two, technically nothing bad happened. Yes, there was a theft committed, but then it kind of ended up being no harm, no foul, Right. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, it's got to be the idiot who's like, "Oh, I saw magic Shrooms on TV, so obviously I get to try them." What a bogus excuse! Then you would be correct. That is the exact right answer. That happened in Orlando. The other one happened in Michigan. But I and you got. I just realized we don't talk about this a ton when McCall gets to do Florida. Not AJ McCall, on BFX. But uh, there was a story also I found in you know the vault we have. Uh, a man threatened to blow up a casino with a grenade he had stashed away in his derriere, and I was like, well, that one's just way too obvious. But how many of those does she stumble across for places like that or Florida all the time I it's like, nah, nah, hold on. This is, this is way too obvious. Way too obvious. Florida not with AJ McCall on VFX. Look, I think we're all a little mentally exhausted. Hopefully 2022 is a big rebound from kind of the meh 2021 and the whoa 2020. But I think those in the medical profession are starting to feel it. And the reason why is because I don't think it's a good sign when their answer is like, I have no clue. Uh, uh, It could be a bunch of things, but I have no idea. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying I doubt the medical field, but I think there's been a very strong sign and indication that those working in the medical profession have kind of just hit a wall. AJ McCall at VFX. McCall out today. Um, I'm sure you know someone, you have to, that maybe in the last year and a half, two years, three years, has gone to the doctor and had something. Just some, You caught enough of something, you wanted to go in finally to get it checked. And he went in there and maybe you ran some tests, they did the normal stuff, they looked in your eyes, your ears, they listened to your heart, they asked you some questions. And then you get to the point where, right, you went in because you wanted to find some answers, you wanted to get some medicine so you could stop feeling like crap. But over the last stretch of a year and a half, and I'm not saying it's necessarily new... I have seen time and time again. Medical <laughs> professionals go, I don't know. I don't know. It could be a bunch of things. McCall got sick, right? She had that stretch that she got tested for COVID. She got tested for strep. It was negative for both those. I said, we don't know what it is. Just go home. I went in, right? I had ulcers a couple of years ago. I went in the first time. Said it could be that. Gave me some generic medicine. Didn't work. I came back in the second time. Ran more tests. The second time, oh, it's definitely it's bacteria that causes ulcers. So I was like, why didn't we do this the first time? I have two friends that are sick right now. One is just periodically just comes down and is just bedridden. No answers. Test after test after test. The other one just migraine for like 3 weeks on end. No answers whatsoever. And again, I'm not saying I don't trust the medical process, but it just blows my mind, right? That something like that, like my general policy and this just reinforces it good bad or otherwise. Is unless I feel like I'm legitimately dying or like I've been sick and it's now like two days going it looks like a third and I need to get something to take care of this because just the general TLC, the sleep, the water, some generic medicine ain't taking care of it. That's why I don't go in because it's not cheap. And then you go in there and you're going to do all that stuff and you're going to find out no idea either. I'm not suggesting you web and D it, by the way. I would definitely never suggest that because that's not going to help you either because what good is it going to do to whatever sickness you do have to find out that the internet thinks, Oh yeah, you're going to die. That's not helpful either. I just, my mind is blown and I find it a little bit funny at the same time as being a little bit sad. Go in, right. You're leaning on these people and nobody has all the answers. And they're just like, I I'm open to suggestions. Like, Hey, I'll give you the stethoscope. See what you think. Listen to yourself. And you can see, right. That sounds weird, but I, I don't necessarily know what it is. It just blows my mind. So, you know, um, if you're in that situation, I got like a couple of friends right now who are just banging their head against the wall with no answers, sympathy. And my general go to is sleep and plenty of fluids. Uh, I, what else, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Um, Valentine's day coming up and with COVID, right? That limited everything going out and stuff. So is now a time that you want to kind of make up for lost time or, Did you kind of not enjoy not being around people? Especially, you know, for a day that's more so about couples. This may be the first. No, that's not true. I think there's definitely been some polls today have been useful, not just fun, silly questions. AJ McCall at VFX. (laughs) Just AJ today McCall out. This one I think is definitely useful because Valentine's Day is coming up on Monday. And hopefully that is not news to anybody. But the question is, I could understand post-ish covid after decision being made, right, limited options, wanting to go out and be like, this is the day, we're going to make a day out of it, and go out and do the whole shebang, get dressed up, right, be fancy, show off, whatever, Just Have do something you don't normally do. But if you do celebrate on Valentine's Day, that's a holiday, so it's going to be a busier day, and of course it's well documented, right, these shortages in staff. So would you rather do dinner out or do dinner in? Now, if it's talking about cooking and eating out, I think the choice is obvious. If you get to pick one, I no offense. Uh, McCall's not here, and I'm sure she would be able to talk about how she could whip up these restaurant-quality dishes and more power to her. I'm sure she could. I haven't had her cooking, but sure. But for most of us, I would think the cooking out, uh, obviously, more convenient. Uh, I think maybe a little bit better, or maybe it just tastes better because you don't have to, to do it. Like Everybody has their own specialty dishes. you got more options, right? More specialty options. So for Valentine's Day... Um, I think the the choice for me would definitely be if I had to eat out or in, it would definitely be out, but Ashley and I actually, and this one I think is super helpful to, to, for the Valentines, whether you're gonna stay in or out, uh, pick up food and bring it in. Because the thing is, is like I she likes doing them on the days. Like, Ashley gets super into it, and that's that's great. It's one of the things I love about it. Like, she is she is passionate about the things she's passionate about, and she is high energy about that stuff. I, on the other hand, the older I get. And I have no problem admitting this is this is sounds it makes me I think the more like get off my lawn guy. I just don't see the need to do it on the day of. Like we could celebrate Valentine's Day this weekend or later in the week when it's more convenient because again who cares if it's on the 14th or not the days about us. Frankly, I'm good with birthdays too. Like my birthday's May 29th. If May 29th falls on a and I don't I have no idea this year, but if it's like a Wednesday we You don't sell right? You maybe maybe do a little dinner or whatever, but then you have the whole thing on the weekend. So you already move, you flex it. So for me, yeah, it's get dinner. If we're going to go out, it's not going to be on Monday. But I think the best option, because it's the best sport in the world, is to pick up the food and bring it in. And that's solely because not even convenience, it's just the comfort. Because we, we don't have a dining room table or nothing, so we're just sitting on the floor. So by no means is that generally more convenient, other than we don't have to prepare the food. It's just... More convenient for the fact that we can just be by ourselves. So would you rather, when it comes to date night, very cool uh, question to ask ahead of Valentine's Day. Do dinner out, do dinner in. Utah's VFX, all our social media for Would You Rather Wednesday. The poll of the day, generally the idea for the Would You Rather Wednesday questions is to have either something you want an opinion on, so I think you can get, it's not, well, maybe not necessarily a tough even vote, it's just an open-ended question that makes sense. What is your preference, or it is a uh, you know supposed to be a tough vote? Like, would you rather have to- toenails for teeth or teeth for toenails? Like, that's there's there's no win-win. <laughs> Where I normally go and and kind of get some inspiration from them, I they must have been running out of ideas. I stumbled across what I think is the absolute dumbest "Would you rather" question ever. And since we're never going to pick it for "Would You Rather" Wednesday, why would I not share it? Now I know. We as a country have a massive, massive fascination with serial killers. And I accept that. There's a morbid curiosity. I get it. AJ McCall at VFX, just AJ this morning. But I think the fascination is, right, understanding how someone could do that that you would think fathomable is not possible. Nobody else you know would do that. It's not about being in the story itself. Like, you want good storytelling. You want the details. But you wouldn't want to be there. So for Would You Rather Wednesday, it's a very simple question. Utah's VFX on our Twitter, going out for dinner, staying in, Valentine's Day. Legitimate question. Uh, Not a legitimate question to me is the choice of would you rather have a million dollars or be attacked by a world-famous serial killer? And I kid you not, a website that I use for reference, and I got a couple of them bookmarked for Would You Rather Wednesday. It's like the 100 best Would You Rather questions. How did that qualify at all? At all? All Who in their right mind is like well a million dollars Or I more than likely could die Hmm All the dark humor that is possessed in me in the world Does not have a way to justify it and get the punchline in all at the same time Like are we just that bored? Did we run out of podcast? Is that what it is? Did someone did we just run out of murder mystery podcast or recycling Do you, I've heard this one I've heard this one you're just looking for some new material, like who in their right mind would be like, all right, so on that, on that table over there, there's a million dollars. I can just pick up the briefcase and I could leave. Or I could walk over to the woods over there and Ted Bundy is waiting and I could take my chances. Don't get me wrong. You stop Ted Bundy. You're probably making well more than a million dollars. Like you've cold cock him and put him down on the ground and you catch the guy. Great. But let's be honest. Really, let's totally be honest. How many of us are are doing that? Maybe, maybe five percent. Maybe, probably closer to one percent are are gonna stop a killer who attacks us. And that's not even saying it could be supernatural. What if it's Jason Voorhees? It's over. You're not stopping Jason Voorhees. There's 12 movies, terrible movies, haven't been able to stop that franchise. I I could. I was, my mind was blown. My mind was absolutely blown that that was an odd website. It was called The Hundred Best. Would you rather questions? And that was on there. And I was like, no, like this is, this is, they should either make you think or generally be an open-ended question where you're like pineapple on pizza. Yes or no. Like that's an open-ended question where you just find an answer or a difficult one. That one is not difficult. Million dollars. I'm going to take the million dollars before Jeffrey Dahmer has me for lunch. Piece of cake. <sighs> uh, confused about that. Equally confused yesterday, I ran into a listener who's very sweet, took a picture with her and everything, but said a couple things that I I didn't know how to respond to. And one of them comes up a lot. I, you know, you and McCall don't look like what I you sound like, which I have no idea how to deal with that. And my response that I have built in as a self-defense mechanism led to a completely separate line of questioning. How good are you at recognizing the eyes? And, of course, I would think we would we would have gotten better, right? Because the mask and everything, we should have gotten a whole lot better at recognizing eyes, right? Nobody's biffing this up. For the longest time, I had not prepared an adequate response to the statement, you do not look like what I pictured you based on your voice. AJ McCall on VFX, McCall out today. Because the truth is... That may not be a compliment, or it may be a compliment. Maybe I'm more handsome than you pictured me. I think more often than not, no. And so I like self-deprecating humor. So my response is normally, I'm sorry, I'm not more attractive. So yesterday, I bumped into a listener. It was very sweet. She was a ton of fun. She was hilarious. But we're chit-chatting. I took a picture with her, and she gave me the whole spiel. And, of course, the the question I want to know is, okay, what do you picture I look like? And she went into the whole thing about it. But the funny thing is, at one point... She lowered her glasses and looked me right in my eyes and then put them back up. And it felt like – and I don't know what it was. I think if she was just looking to see what my eyes looked like while she was describing what she thought I would look like. But it felt like she was, like, looking to confirm it was me. Which, fun fact about myself, when I was bragging online to to girls while I was instant messenger back in high school and stuff, like, my eyes are one of the things for a very long time that was, like, my one of my features. That was one of the things. Like, I was like, yes. Now, I would not think it's the identifiable trait because, like, uh, if my hair's grown out, I would say that. I would think the lip ring would be a dead giveaway for a lot of reasons the lip ring and the earrings. Um, frankly, if you can find some riffraff in a beanie and a hoodie most of the time, I think that would get you a lot of the way there because I'm wearing them more often than not. But it felt like, right, she was looking to identify me by my eyes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because, like, that would be super cool. And then the question was like, Is that what we're doing now? Because, of course, we've had the the masks and stuff, and so you've seen people, right, eyes up. That's all you got. Maybe a little bit of forehead, mostly just eyes if they wore their mask correctly over their nose, so it would totally make sense. But the thing is, is that that could be confusing. That's not very much face to work off, and I'm curious. Anybody have any stories where they they didn't necessarily, like, lock on right away? They might have messed up that connection. Eli's on the phone. Eli, uh, what is your story? I was at the supermarket. This guy in front of me is arguing with the deli guy because he gave him too much ham. I was standing there when the guy ordered. He said a pound, and the guy repeated it back to him. The deli guy was being nice, said, all right, fine, I'll take it back, but that's what he asked for. But the the, the customer wouldn't let up. And finally, it was enough. I decided to jump in by saying, look, dude, just let it go. It's only ham. Just move on, buddy. Get on with your life. Leave the guy alone. Then it turns out that the customer was my new father-in-law. Super awkward. Oh, I don't. I don't mean alive, Eli. That 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 that'd be rough. That would be rough. That one would be tough explaining later. No, let's let's be clear, right? Eli, not in the wrong in that situation, because mm, treating people who work in customer service like that bad major red flag. Not saying necessarily you're gonna get with the lady, but wow. Um, okay, so very important, because uh, I feel like that comes up in like movies and stuff all the time. We're like, how well do you really know? I know you so well. What color are my eyes? And they're like. I look at him all the time, but I don't actually ever make a note to mentally register it. I think I got recognized sort of by my eyes yesterday. It felt cool, because again, it's one of the things like I'm most, one of the few things I am most confident about. So make sure you know the eyes there, because uh, you don't want to turn out like Eli. Embarrassment, confusion. We've had both of those things now already. I've got more. So I, dating Ashley, coming up on five years. I've been engaged with ring shopping and maybe a little bit more. And one of the things that has been nice here. One of the things that has gotten a little bit overwhelming is that of course everybody has advice on the situation. And luckily, I will say this for the people that surround me, no one has suggested hiding the ring in food. And a list was put out of the best foods to hide it in, and I got to tell you, no. Giving advice, I feel like, inherently is something we all as people try to do. And what I mean by that is, like, as you go through experience in life, you try to make it easier for people you care about. AJ McCall on VFX, just AJ this morning. Like, you're not trying to generally do it to be a jerk, I feel like. The problem is, is that I think in the realm of major life decisions, specifically getting engaged, proposing, getting married, having kids, those four, I think, specifically... For whatever reason, once you go through them, seems like a lot of people feel like, well, that was all I needed. Like, I'm an expert at all of it. And I'm going to be very polite. None, I don't want to be very polite. I want to try not to be rude. None of the people that surround me, I feel like, have been ovary badgering, besides about two, when it comes to me proposing. To their credit, None of them have suggested an idea as terrible as hiding the ring in food. And you see it in movies and stuff all the time, and you're like, that's an easy idea. It's easy to surprise them. There's no way to do it. Logically, we all agree, there's just so many ways that could backfire, right? So, of course, the internet, and this happens all the time, right? If you, have, if you do not believe the internet spies you, how about the fact that this happens to me constantly? But just yesterday, someone crossed the list, and it was a ranking on the best foods to hide an engagement ring in. See if any of these work for you. The top five are number five, seafood, because that is just amazing. I love seafood, shrimp, all that. Fish, not generally a popular smell with people. Four, soup. So it's definitely going to be hidden, but also it's definitely going to be hidden. Three, a burger or sandwich. I, I, it sounds like a quick way to get a chipped tooth. Two, a salad okay okay this might be that Thus far that might be the closest one where i feel like there's the least amount of danger because since you have to use the fork very likely you're gonna magically just eat that one number one a pizza a pizza got the most votes on this poll for the best to hide really that ring is gonna be great like if you ever you know how when you have like pasta or pizza you put in a container and if you don't scrub it right away, your containers start to turn orange. Anybody else get the feeling like you stash it in a pizza? Because you can't just like hide it for 30 seconds unless you can magically just get your future fiance to just disappear for 14 minutes. Um No, like it's gonna have that film. Your is gonna turn orange. It's gonna have that greasy feeling, like even though you clean it off right, it's still got that feeling to it, that film. Ugh. Who who six eight two five five? Chance for rebuttal six eight two five five the number to text start your text with VFX. Has anyone who has proposed actually hidden it in food? Because I just it, it to me the the reward is one hundred percent not absolutely not worth the risk. Because I mean what 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 to be honest you gotta you gotta have it if you swallow it's gotta come up the front end or gotta go out the back end. And I gotta be honest. Like for me, like I buy that, I'm gonna spend a pretty chunk of change. I'm gonna wanna make the argument that if that happens, she could she still has to wear it. Obviously you clean it religiously, but even still, like like uh, I, I think should, I spent a bunch but I can't justify telling you you have to if it's gotta be thrown up or gone out the back end. Just just no. Just just no. So let's let's break that habit. Let's not hide in food. And while we're at it, if I I can, if I may, let's also break the habit of just, like, suggesting things for people's lives along those lines. Like, you should propose this way. You should have a kid. Even though it is going to be a huge change to your life and none whatsoever to mine, you should do it. Just things that come up. Not necessarily operating on that premise because nobody would say that's a bad habit. And if you do, why would you keep doing it, right? You're a terrible person. But what is your bad habit that you cannot break? Because mine is exacerbated in the wintertime because I do not wear gloves. What is your bad habit? We'll get to that for the Goals Gym Debate at eight in about 10 minutes on VFX. You know it's not good. You tell yourself it's not good. But for some reason, you just got a habit you can't break. AJ McCall at VFX for the Goals Gym Debate at 8, just uh, AJ this morning. And mine I have come to light recently because I've got a really bad hangnail on my thumb. So I rub... I guess I think it's a nervous thing or maybe just a, a busy tick. I think sometimes I just do it when I'm bored. I'll rub my, my pointer finger nails along the side of my thumb and that skin will peel up. And I've got a bad one now, but it, it's made worse during this time of year because, of course, my skin dries out and I don't wear gloves because I'm an idiot. That should, that, frankly, there's a bad habit not wearing gloves in the cold. And actually, if I could be honest with you for a minute, it, I think when I was a kid and I was in therapy and stuff, it, it was an anxiety thing. Because um, I used to get sent to the nurse's office all the time because I would do it, and then it doesn't peel off clean like there's a sore spot, so I'd get sent to the nurse's office to just get it clipped off. You'd think I'd I'd find, like, uh, keychain clippers to carry with me. No, I don't have it. But I got sent all the time to the nurse's office to just go clip off that dead skin so it wouldn't get any worse, but it stopped me because that was my nervous tick. Um, anybody else? Sarah on the line. Sarah, what is your nervous habit? Um, I shake my foot when I'm sitting, it really didn't bother anyone until my boyfriend and I started working from home together and I started shaking the table we were working on. So I really did try to stop honestly, but it ended up just being easier for us to work at separate desks. <laughs> so I got that one. Usually, you know, it's a, it's kind of a time killer thing. I think it's more of like a, what is the, uh, unconscious tick. And so, shaking the desk, that's inconvenient. I think your boyfriend's got a right to be a little bit peeved there, but uh, that's not that bad. Tell you what, though, when I was in college, I'd never heard this before. This one annoyed me. I had a professor who said that when you sat in his class, you were not allowed to cross your arms. And the reason why is because crossing your arms is a body language way of saying you're not open to learning or whatever. And, okay, but, like, can can we... at least partially agree that that might be a long walk for a short drink of water because like it's just a comfortable position to me. Like I don't feel like me crossing my arms and telling my brain, "All right, this guy's an idiot. I'm not going to listen to any of his opinions." Glad we got that taken care of. But it it was like he would stop class and no, you're not allowed to do it. Ugh, it drove me bonkers. Um, Adam's on the phone. Adam, what is your bad habit you can't break? I can't stop cursing <laughs> when I drop something or stub my toe. I've got kids, and it's something I've never been able to break. I've tried swear jars and even changing my vocabulary, but it just doesn't stop me. I always curse. (laughs) All right. Uh, Be honest. Be honest, Adam. Somebody put you up to this. I feel because I'm sure there's people in the building that would like me to change my vocabulary. Um, So the one thing that I think would help with this, and he didn't ask me, but just to offer since you've struggled to do it. When I was in high school, we took a psychology class, and we had to do this experiment one time where we had to identify something we wanted to change about ourselves because we were studying Pavlov, right, which is the dude who rang the bell, and then eventually the dog strolled because they associated it with food. And our teacher, our psychology teacher, did the same experiment. Well, he did a real-life version of it in uh, his life when he was growing up, and that's why he got the, brought it to his psychology class. But he had a cursing problem, and so what he did is he took a rubber band he put it around his wrist, and then any time he caught himself cursing, he'd flip that rubber band. Taught him real quick that he should probably watch his language because he started associating the cursing with pain. Other than that, I mean, I could give you all the "nah, be yourself," but I get the kids thing. I when I uh, when I moved home from New Mexico back home before I came out here to Utah, I was helping my mom out picking my sisters up, and then they at that time right they're getting into middle school, so they're getting on social media, and I thought, okay. I'm going to not curse around my siblings. I'm not going to curse on social media either because I want to set a good example. And it lasted until they got to the age in high school, right, where they hear where's things from their friends, and then I stopped worrying about it. But rubber band thing. Mr. Fitz, one of my all-time favorite teachers in high school, worked for him in real life, got him a girlfriend. The reason he remembers that story could work for you. Uh, What is your bad habit you can't break and continue to share? Utah's VFX on our social media, 68255. The number to text, start your text with VFX. VFX is Facebook roulette. Make sure you add AJ Knight, McCall Taylor to your Facebook friends list because then could be your post that we like and share. And, of course, we're kind of perusing on the Internet all the time, so who's to say that we don't just randomly decide, oh, man, that's, yeah, what you said. That's good. Could happen. McCall's not here today, though, so obviously I'm going to win, so I had to find something good, and I landed on my friend Cody. And if this isn't relatable, well, I guess you just have a level of uh, I would say self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness that I do not have. Grocery store should have baskets in the middle of the store for those I really overestimate how much I can carry moments. And it's not even the overestimate how much I can carry. I think what it is is you go into the store and you think, I'm only coming here for like five items. And then you get in there and all of a sudden you think it's 16 more items you need. But you, it's too late now. You No, we don't need it. And so you can't go back. So, yes, please put baskets somewhere in the vials, middle of the store, wherever. I completely agree with this. Going to be shared on Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. Vote for Parknarks, which is there pinned at to the top of our Facebook page. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, find and add us across all social media. There's also UtahsVFX.com to get signed up for Cupid's gift bag giveaway. And then, other than that, just a reminder as well that um, if if you uh, ever miss a show, you want to go back and listen to it. Search AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are. It's really easy. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio app, AJ McCall, we are there. If I can leave you with anything other than that, I would think that, uh, you know, I I think I've come to see recently that um, if you do something for adulation, if you do something for applause, for clout, whatever it is, whatever word you want to use, probably got to ask yourself if you're doing it for the right reason. Because I think ultimately if you're doing something that you enjoy doing, I would imagine you'd do a good job, and that should be all the satisfaction you would need. Ironically enough, I think all the applause and whatever would come afterwards. Tell tomorrow for the A.J. McCall Show, don't do anything we wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to VFX.